0: I have a very complicated relationship with my body and about my body and what my body looks like and everything. And I think all women have some sort of strange relationship to their bodies. And I thought it would be great, now that we have a very special guest with us, Irma Villafuerte, to really look into what being a woman and living in this body means and what does that also mean for us. In regards to safety mm. so welcome to a new episode
1: this is episode 21. sex relationships careers and just plain life from the experience of two latina actresses
0: welcome to the unfiltered Hi, I am Vanessa Tomasino.
1: And my name is Maria Brusson.
0: And today we have a wonderful guest. Okay, let me explain. She's a Salvadoran like us, but this woman is on fire. She does so many things. Let me just start with the basics. She's a dancer, a choreographer, and also a teacher, an educator. But I think Irma, the one thing I admire about you is that you are a fighter. You are a woman who fights for inclusion, for justice, for Mother Earth, for our country. I think it's so refreshing to meet someone like you who is so secure in what she knows is right for the world. And this is Irma Villafuerte. Hi, darling. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. <laughs>
2: thank you for having me. I am so happy to be here. Mm-hmm. I've been following uh, your work for a long time. We're gonna work together soon too. Yeah, the movie. We're doing yes. a movie. Together. And um, yeah, I just love the this you know this whole show it's just so edgy um you talk about such great topics and you both are stunningly strong and inspiring
0: so listen thank i you. i think maria even though maria is the baby here <laughs> 27 years old i think maria is such a strong woman mm-hmm. you know i learned so much from her for being so assertive i'm still learning to be <laughs> assertive myself but she has this ability to say no i come first and i'm still struggling with that mm. so you know I mean, kudos I to think you baby it's
1: mutual like i the, the most amazing thing about the community we've created here is like meeting women from where from who i can learn so many different things that i might not have yeah and vice versa so yeah. it's just really it's really cool to mm-hmm. learn about from you from mm-hmm. you from everyone that we come we bring into the show and people that don't. Don't come to the show also like mm-hmm. the community we have here is yeah. really wonderful. That's mm-hmm. true
0: because we get a lot of emails and messages from women uh, around the world expressing how there are certain subjects that they want to discuss or things that have happened to them that resonate with us. And and I always find that without cre- if we don't create these sort of spaces, then all these voices, all these ideas that are meant to be shared. They just die off. Yeah. You know, I think w- the worst thing we can do as women, and we do this all the time, is stay silent. Yes. When we stay silent, we don't understand that literally the woman next to us is suffering exactly the same way yeah. or has gone through something similar and we're not together. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like we're alone. Yeah. You know? I agree. Um, I want to take advantage of your knowledge that you're here today because- Maria and I have discussed, we both have issues with our bodies. I don't know how you're handling yours right now.
1: I mean, I feel like it's an ongoing thing. You you never really get over it. You know, you learn how to accept yourself and to love yourself, but you know, some days are better than others. Like right now, I feel like I'm glowing. I like how I look at my like I look at myself in the mirror and I say like I like what I see. Others day other days are not as easy and are not as as good as the one like right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But the body dysmorphia has been something that I have dealt with my entire life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Could it be that also you're glowing because of your life right now? Because maybe, no, because there's a a correlation that perhaps the way that we feel about our bodies have a lot to do also with our surrounding and what's yes, happening in yeah, our life. Yeah, when we're happy in general about our our lives, our bodies mm-hmm. are not so much of a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I think I think it has a lot to do with like my personal life right now. Um, I'm engaged. <laughs> She's recently
0: engaged. So
1: and like I'm I'm happy. I'm in, I'm at peace and like I feel like being at peace is the most important thing when you know making a life decision this big and this grand. So I think it does have a lot to do with with how I look at myself in the mirror right now. Uh, however, I mean, I think that I also have been taking care of myself um, with my nutrition and, like, exercise and sleeping. So it's it's a combination of a lot of things that I've, I've been trying to, like, you know, feed my soul and my body with mm-hmm. what it needs and not what it wants. You know, mm-hmm. like, some, sometimes I want a donut, but I think about, like, all right, what do I really need? What's gonna make me feel better? Mm-hmm. You know, it does, doesn't mean that I don't eat donuts because I do, I love donuts and mm-hmm. cookies and you know, sweets, just as Vanessa. Um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love but chocolate. Yeah, you love chocolate? I love yeah. chocolate, yeah. We're chocolate lovers here. Chocolate. We should have some chocolate. That's chocolate. Yeah,
2: actually, <laughs> yeah.
1: And so yeah, I mean, it's my life right now. I've been trying to balance like every aspect. So mm-hmm. it might be
0: because yeah. of that. Yeah you perform with your body Irma. Yes. we're not dancers <laughs> i mean i mean we, i mean we not. dance at home and mm-hmm. at the club uh but but that's part of your job yeah how on earth do you handle your relationship with your body yeah
2: it's it's a complicated one and mm-hmm. it has been um i think since the beginning of my dance career um and also i also like i've had a complicated relationship from the moment i hit puberty and i nah, yes like i got my period when mm. i was nine years old you what? know i was so young and and it was an immediate like hips boob like a, an immediate uh, yeah, yeah. um very advanced looking body you know mm. like i just developed quite quickly and I was taller and I'm short now but I somehow like just grew. Yeah, that. I was I was a child I was just taller than kids my age and so it was a very interesting um experience for me but growing up in El Salvador because I live in Toronto and Toronto mm-hmm. um growing up in El Salvador and being that developed so young was traumatizing because mm-hmm. of the sexual like harassment on the streets and yeah. it's vulgar and it's you know, demeaning and, you know, my family, you know, we never had a car. We were always taking public transportation. And so I immediately began to have body dysmorphia. I hated the fact that my breasts were big. Mm -hmm. I hated the fact that I had hips. I hated like that I had thick legs. Like it was just too much for me to handle at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And when I went into dance, having a curvy body was a problem. Mm -hmm. because the dance aesthetic, you know, that classical Western Mm -hmm. look. And then I started the ballerina look. And and then that look was kind of adopted inside of the salsa community because I I was a salsa dancer first. Wow. Um, And, you know, we had to wear very particular outfits and I was very curvy. So I was like hyper-sexualized with these like very particular outfits. And as a young child, like, because I started dancing when I was 12, Mm -hmm. um, salsa and – it was complicated. Like I, you know, my mom was like, why are you wearing that in like the middle of the Skydome and the Blue Jays Latin nights? And like I was wearing like bustiers with like fringes and like, like doing this, like mm. dancing a merengue song and whatever. And I was 14 years old. Wow. And my breasts, you know, mm. were bigger than the other girls who had smaller breasts and costumes would fit them differently. And they weren't made to fit my body. That was curvy. And it was frustrating. And the comments. The mm-hmm. comments on my curves, um, I've never been skinny. Like, I was skinny as a child. And I've been always very athletic or fit yeah. mm-hmm. um, and curvy or juicy. Like, I always say I'm, like, I'm a juicy person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> I, like, you know, I, like, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. We're going to, like, adopt juicy, that. Yeah. Juicy. We're juicy. <laughs> like, I have a juicy personality. I have yeah. a juicy body. I have juicy love, you know? So um, that's just how I am. And, mm-hmm. and I always struggled – inside of the dance community with how they or the 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 norm was trying to shape my body yeah. I thought told so many times from dance teachers well if you lose a little bit of legs on a little bit of weight on your legs I'm like I can't lose weight on my legs it's <laughs> muscle Ooh. and I just like I can't. Like it just I don't do want to. Do
0: then how do you do this? Like, okay, legs, you're gonna lose two pounds. Work yeah. for me. Like how do yeah. you
1: lose two? Yeah, like like go to, to the nutritionist and tell them, like, I need a I need a diet for my legs. Like that's yes. works out. That yeah. Way. And
2: and to be honest, like at sixteen, like I I, mm-hmm. I share this in certain spaces that I feel safe, but mm-hmm. I did have a little bit of like an eating disorder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a period of like about eight months where I was just eating carrots mm-hmm. and like I would only allow myself to have like a bagel with cream cheese and then I was eating mostly carrots and I lost a lot of weight, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I was like small, but I was hungry, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I was dancing and yeah, like things were fitting me more like and I was able to feel a little bit more comfortable in my body because I thought I, w- I looked and felt like maybe the other girls. But then the reality is that I, I was abusing my body.
0: You know, mm-hmm. and
2: and my self esteem, my self worth. So you know, that's been my relation, and that's, that has followed me up until now. Like, yeah. of course, as we get older, we kind of begin to accept our bodies mm-hmm. more. Some women do, or or folks do more than others. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's it's been definitely a journey that I. That I'm, I'm constantly faced with the constant sexualization of my body, yeah. and I feel like my sexuality and my sensuality is mine, and it, it does not belong to anybody else—not yeah. to their eyes, yeah. not to their thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, it is mine. I choose how I want to show my body, how I
0: want to express my body. Right. So, but that's the issue, yeah. right? Like it comes back to this. Is what I I just I just recently dealt with that I was I was seeing this person, and one of the complaints was about. The pick my pictures where I'm show, showing my body mm-hmm. and the complaint was, why are you showing your body to the world? Why do you need validation from men? Why do you want attention from men? And I thought to myself, my pictures are not are so the, for me yeah. okay. like what in, what is it in your brain that is telling you that the way I dress the way I post my pictures, it's because I want attention from men. Mm-hmm. Why can it be that I want to feel good about myself? Yeah. Why is it that I want to try outfits because I want to see how I look in those outfits? I don't care if, if, if a man is going to say, oh, Vanessa, you look amazing. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, seriously. But for him, he, there was no other option. Mm-hmm. He was like, women post pictures like that because they want the male gaze. Mm. It's amazing and it comes back it comes back what you were saying about sexualization. Yeah. They see a body like yours, like mine, yeah. like Maria's and they're like, "Oh, she's so sexual." Why is it sexual? We didn't choose to have these breasts.
2: Yeah. My butt. Yeah. In your case, your butt. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. it's not like we ordered them, yeah. you know? I mean, at least I haven't ordered any pieces. <laughs> <laughs> like this is just me, right? Yeah. But why do they think that our bodies can tell them Whether we're looking for someone, if we need validation or attention, if we're over-sexualized, or if we're good people or bad people, like, oh, in some cases, they will say, you're a
2: prostitute. Oh, yeah.
0: You know, if you dress, like, I know that a dress that may look really good on a skinny girl, a tall skinny girl, if I wear that dress, you know, everything's hanging out. I look different,
2: mm-hmm. and suddenly it's like, "Oh, look, she just wants attention." Exactly because your body's curvy, and it, then that's not the case. Like I
0: want the dress. I just like, want the damn dress, dress. I want to
2: <laughs> stop making dresses for one body type, homies. If you don't want me to, like, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's really hard, and it's frustrating mm-hmm. to navigate the world and people's perception on. Curvy bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I get as a dancer, mm-hmm. um, I get told as a dancer, and I don't think people realize. So I don't feel like, because I've gotten it from all all people, mm-hmm. men, women, non-binary, yeah. whatever. But I feel like f- folks that are non-binary and gender non-conforming are less likely to comment on body because there of, is, their of their own journeys. Because of their own journeys, but um, people have commented on the way I I move as like being sens- sensual and sexy and I'm like I'm not trying to be sexy or sensual I I move my hips a lot because I, I you know a lot of the aesthetic that I'm I'm interested in yeah. is activating certain chakras, uh, uh moving in certain elements with certain elements like earth and and water, like I'm very connected to these elements mm-hmm. and they um I'm interested in curves and spirals and which are also like part of earth, you know? And part of our culture and, too. Yes. Like who you are as, yeah. as as a Latina woman. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so and just like it's just the way like if you look at how my mom Moves, you know. It's also, you know, my ancestors. Like my mom walks, like she Mm -hmm. walks with her hips, like side to side. She has no hips. You know, she's like this little tiny cute, you know, woman who has no hips, and you know, she just, but she just walks like that. And I'm like, it's also part of my, you know, my DNA that Mm I, I adopted the way that I move, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, why does it have to look sexual? If it, if it was another person who was slimmer, who had a particular body type. Would they be told that they're dressed they're 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 moving in this sexy, sensual way? Probably not. Well,
0: that's the thing. Yeah. What are the definitions of being sexy? I mean, people of color, you know, as Latinas, African Americans, African American women, or African women, they're constantly being hypersexualized and not just for our bodies, but because in colonial, the colonial legacy says that we're also savages. They call yeah. us red blood, right? Yeah. And so it's this idea that the Europeans are blue blonde and they're cold and they're rational and we are irrational, like childlike. Right. Yeah. And so women are savages, you know. And so this idea that if anything culturally comes from a Latina woman, what's the what's the compliment I always get in Canada? Oh, you're so sassy.
2: Oh my God! That right? drives yeah. me crazy. Yeah,
0: sassy and spicy yeah. and sexy. Spice I'm like, spicy. what? I yeah. hate the
2: spicy. Spicy, I spicy. Yeah. right? Oh, spicy. You're yeah. like, oh, you like, you have attitude. I'm like, why? What? Like, it's just so weird, you know?
0: Yeah. And so they're like, you're fiery, and suddenly, just for being the, in this Latina body, there is a definition of who we are. Yeah. As in this case, not even us humans, because they don't see us as humans. Yeah. They see us as sexual objects. Yeah. It's the categorization of a white woman. Mm, she's too elegant. She's too poised. She's cold. Let's go with a Latina because she's spicy. Yeah. Right. And what I mean, and we
2: can't escape that. No, it's hard. It Like the archetypes are like very like we have like they're they're like placed upon us, you know, um. I once had a conversation with uh, in the dance community being like, why is it that strong, curvy bodies can't be gentle? Can't be put, like, can't Mm -hmm. do gentle choreography. Why do I have to be always doing the hard choreography? Like, Mm -hmm. as in like the beast, the warrior, the ah, like, you know, like, yeah, I I can do that. Actually, I can do that well and
0: I feel it, but I'm also gentle and Mm -hmm. I'm also soft. This is you the know? exact same reason why aren't there Latinas doing romantic comedies in movies?
1: Yeah, yeah it's always like the Latina ex-girlfriend or the crazy Latina or the, 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 loud, the loud Latina, you know, mm-hmm. like um, I admire Sofia Vergara and like, you know, sure. you know, um, our our colleagues that mm-hmm. have paved the way for for latinas because yeah. they were the jennifer lopez they were the first ones who like started in the industry in hollywood like a white male dominated industry but they were always enclosed in in the roles of like the crazy loud latina um uh, it's just i don't understand it like mm-hmm. yeah. like you said like why can't a latina be the soft and gentle and you know the lead on the move in a rom-com yeah it's 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 weird. It's crazy.
0: Why can't we be Cinderella?
2: Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Or
0: or Snow White. Snow White is the gentlest person in the world. Yeah. Oh, ah, she's singing with the birds, you know, and yeah. she's like pure in soul. By the way, she was like 16 right in that movie. Mm-hmm. So she was illegal. I'm just putting it out there to the world.
2: Oh, my goodness. Um. So yeah, she was a
0: child. Well, the same with The Little Mermaid. Yeah. yeah. The Little Mermaid oh, is the a God. teenager. As every princess,
1: every oh princess. Oh, dear. Oh, like, dear. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, another,
0: whole another topic. Mm. So Latinas cannot, for some reason, we are not soft. And there are lots of memes and lots of TikToks about Latinas being crazy, right? Of saying, oh, white men love, love Latinas, but they're also scared of them, you yeah. know, because revenge if you break up with them. It's so weird.
2: It is weird. And you know what's another thing that's weird is just like the colonial lens on what's angelic mm-hmm. and heavenly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And... What's pure and innocent and worthy. Yeah. And um, as Latin American women, indigenous women, black women, um, we experience a lot of labeling. Mm-hmm. Um, we experience toxic masculinity insignificantly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and we have to be constantly like, regulating the 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 thermometer of how like how much push and boundaries do we put because if we put we put boundaries on 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 certain situations in whether it's work environments uh at home at at um in a relationship in right. friendships mm-hmm. you're seen as a bitch. problematic yeah mm-hmm. you're seen as disruptive you're seen mm-hmm. as problematic you're seen as a bitch you're seen as difficult because you set boundaries but when a person who is like comes across as heavenly and soft and white and this like I feel like they get them way more easier and mm. and it's very unfair it is you know and um it's 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 really hard to like navigate especially in the north like in 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 Canada like I'm, I I live in Canada and I find it very hard especially in like in a, in a culture that is so stripped
0: from emotion yeah mm-hmm. You know they they're it, it's almost that they they are completely alienated from who they are and from their earth once again and this is something you and i have talked about yeah uh, because it's part of like the movie that we're doing this idea that the colonial legacy is moving people around like these white settlers canada is not their land either no like they're not from there no you know and and so i think perhaps this disconnect oh yeah of their bodies and yeah. their you know spirit it's also attached with this idea that it's not their land. No. It's, you know? Yeah. Just like you, when you come to El Salvador and El Salvador is, this is your mother earth, right? You you connect when you come here. Yeah. I remember being in Canada too, and I would fly to El Salvador to connect and ground myself when I felt lost. Yeah. You know, and perhaps all these white settlers and all the new generations of immigrants, you know, like the Chinese community, the Filipino community, they're so far away from their land, that it also must have an effect on their subjectivity and their identity.
2: Yeah. Like, and I just feel like because of white privilege, like I just feel like whiteness navigates the world so differently. Oh yeah. A racialized body. And I like, it, it, it doesn't align. Like it doesn't this like um, stiff lip Europe, Euro, British, um, very particular archetype that is very much, Embedded in 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 the culture mm-hmm. or lack of culture sometimes mm-hmm. in Canada is does not reflect the indigenous culture. Mm-hmm. And as someone who's who's has you know I've shared spaces creatively um, with indigenous communities and indigenous artists. Like there's a, there's a lot of more of embrace, mm-hmm. even though it's it's an, a community that is still hurting yeah but there's still so much embrace and it reminds me of salvadorians mm-hmm. like and you know we've gone through so much trauma oh my god this country has gone through so much trauma mm. and yet our people are still able to embrace and to give love and to be generous inside of their hurt inside of you know the the the, the fractures and <laughs> with a surrounding in mm. an environment that is violent you know mm. sometimes um, or seeking to glow. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, I feel like sometimes we're just not connecting to land enough. The land is actually there to heal us. Mm-hmm. The land knows how to heal itself. Yes. So it's a bit, it, the land has, actually is giving us a lesson every day, mm-hmm. but we ignore the land and then we are out of balance, right? Yeah.
0: Why did, why, when did we disconnect from the land?
2: Yeah, definitely colonization, war,
0: mm-hmm. you know, um,
2: I feel like the, this idea of you know the enamorment of the North, you know, and what that means—the um, American dream idea—which yeah. is, it's been, it's not
1: been the American dream for like decades. Like I know the U.S. or Canada <laughs> is not what it used to be, and you know, if you if you turn on the news and see everything that's happening up north, I think to myself like, like why would i want to go to the us like like really Hmm. why like if i think about like maybe one day like having a like having a family like i would feel so scared to send my kids to school Mm -hmm. i would feel so scared of Mm -hmm. you know forgetting to lock my front door one day and like some some crazy asshole Mm -hmm. decides to come in and shoot everyone like like, it's thing, things that I actually think about. Like, so, like, people still here have this idea of the U.S., of Canada, of, like, immigrating uh, up north, and they forget about what we have here. Yeah. And, like, it really is a, a, a really good country and, like, really good land. And, and we take it for granted.
2: Yeah.
1: A lot. A, like, really, it's really bad. Even the weather. We the, weather the weather. I know. Yeah. Like... We have we have beaches an hour away, forty-five minutes away, like and we don't we don't really treasure that or like you know, take advantage of of the nature we have here and like the community we have here and family and friends, you know.
2: So the fertility of the land yeah. itself. Like that's a huge resource mm-hmm. the water mm-hmm. we have, like like we can sustain ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, here. Um, but it's just Those skills have been lost, you know, and that's an impact of colonization, losing the skills of connecting with the land and being able to
0: produce the things that we need in order to live,
2: Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, instead
0: of bringing everything, now even beans, we're not not producing the basic things that we used to produce for survival, we're bringing beans from Miami Mm -hmm. because it's cheaper.
2: That's wild. That's so wild. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Another thing I feel with us is the disconnect from our bodies in our sexuality.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: It's something that I struggle with. I mean, we've talked about this with Maria. You know, we were both, both abused at 16 sexually. And for me, that was a disaster. I mean, it really set a precedent for a further disconnect to my body. It was, like you mentioned, you know, the whole idea of, of of uh, maturing and your body changing. I already had an issue with that. Even though it's strangely enough, I didn't get my boobs until I was 23, 22. Mm. I had no boobs before. And this is why when I left El Salvador, I was flat chested. And then when I came back three or four years later, I had boobs and people thought I had surgery.
2: That's
0: interesting. Isn't it weird? The thing is, I was an athlete, huh. I was an athlete. And then when I went to Canada, I stopped like exercising. And then suddenly poof they just came out. And when I came back, everyone was like, What are those? Yeah, what are Especially because in my family, everyone's flat chested. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. Anyway. So I was already uncomfortable with you know my body changing. And then that happened, you know. So being uncomfortable with your body, we a Latina, and then being a survivor of sexual abuse, you're really, you really struggle with this body. Right? Where you go what what can I do? what can I do with this? You know, even in in relationships, even when I was engaged in my different marriages, I had to struggle with that. I had to tell my husbands, "Listen, this is a barrier for me. Let's just, you know, take it slow." You know, and I say and as an artist, like in your case as well, and Maria too because we're actresses, we have scenes that we have to do, you know, let alone sexuality in the intimate settings with your fiance or your partner and, you know, my ex-partners. I don't have a partner, <laughs> ex-partners. Um, let that aside, then how do we creatively put ourselves in those situations if we're already disconnected from our body in our personal lives?
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I. Uh, something that I find. (laughs) And this episode is over. Thank you, everybody. uh, I'm a burlesque performer, too. Okay, explain what that is, because a lot of Salvadorans don't know what burlesque is.
2: So burlesque is like, it's
0: stripping, Mm -hmm.
2: but (laughs) way (laughs)
0: more I love it. It's It's stripping. It's stripping.
2: But there's there's an artistic component Mm -hmm. to it. We strip down to pasties and like little undies Mm -hmm. or maybe just... um, like a onesie, like depends on the burlesque performer. There's feathers like Dita Von Teese. There's like mm-hmm. feathers. Oh, Dita is fantastic. Um, there's um, flowers. I'm thinking of all the things that I do. But anyways, um, I'm a burlesque performer for this uh, troupe called Le and Fatale Women of Color mm-hmm. um, troupe in Toronto, based in Toronto. And when I found burlesque, I felt amazing. Really? Because I began to take off my clothes in front of the people I chose to take off my clothes in, which are queer communities. Uh-huh. I, I perform in queer spaces, only uh-huh. I do not perform in queer normative <laughs> spaces. Really? Um, so yeah, I began to like remove my clothes and create burlesque uh, pieces that were political, that talked about femicides, that talked about oh my, my grief, that talked about wow. being in love. It talked about divorce, because I'm divorced.
0: Um, Join the club, yes. yes. You don't um, worry, don't worry, you're safe. You're Nothing's gonna happen to you. You're, you'll be happily married yeah, forever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God, that talked about sensuality, that mm-hmm. talked about That's desire, so cool. you know what I mean? Yeah, That's and really- it was about empowering my body again. and. It felt just so amazing to choose how I wanted to be Mm -hmm. sensual, to to play with this pasties because I love making pasties that are flowers and just to be more. Do you make them? I make them myself. What? Yes, yes I do.
0: i Maria, um, we should try this. I think so. Do you can you, can you teach us? <laughs> oh yeah, I would I mean it. not to make the pasties like to do burlesque. Oh yes. Yeah. It's a tease. You tease. Because you're fully
2: dressed and then you begin teasing. And That's you, so cool. you
0: you dance to the music and then you know you
2: yeah, you create a routine. It's a choreography.
0: But this is exactly what I'm telling you. See how we connected your to your body now? The idea for me to do burlesque or anything at this point, it gives me like anxiety.
1: Yeah.
0: Why, why is it giving me anxiety when, when it should be freeing me and getting me in touch with who I am? For me, it's like, you know what?
2: I feel like if the moment you start thinking it is a big fuck you,
0: like, especially in the Femme Fatale,
2: we have women of all sizes, all colors, you know, all walks of life. Um, we have beautiful, juicy, like, ugh, like hardcore women that are, they just strip down and they're like, Wah, like, and it's like burlesque is that, it's burla. Mm-hmm. You're making fun of the audience. But like, yeah, you like this? Well, we'll get this. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's just this idea of being like, this is my body i love it i I love it it's colorful it's beautiful and that takes time to arrive to that but Mm -hmm. i find it very empowering because you're choosing how to tease you're choosing what to take off how to take off and what you want to say with your choreography and one of the things that i hate most is when people comment when people comment and they don't do it like they're like oh wow that person has really big breasts oh my god did you see that person's ass like why are you commenting on yeah. people's yes. bodies like yeah. y- you don't have consent to comment and to talk about people's bodies
0: but that's so common though yeah. like it's so common for people to comment on and not just in burlesque or 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 stripping in general, or in like, general entitled
1: people feel entitled to like just comment on people's like appearances, yeah. and it's it's strange because You know, like you will feel bad if someone says something about your appearance. Yeah, but sometimes we forget about, like, you know, why? Why should I say anything about how someone else looks? Like, maybe they love themselves and maybe they're happy with themselves. Like, why? What gives me, like? the chance to, like, comment on
2: someone else's appearance, it's just, it's strange. It is strange. I have a question, and mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys feel about it, because I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. And it's the thing when people like, I know it feels nice when people are like, you're beautiful, mm-hmm. but I'm just curious. I'm like, I don't know how to feel about being told constantly that I'm beautiful, unless it's, like, an intimate partner. I kind of want to be my intimate partner to yeah. be like, yeah, yeah. you're fucking stunning. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're gorgeous, and you're, like, the best thing that was born on Earth." I'm like, thanks. Like, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I I yes. Kind of feel that way every day. Thanks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even though you know, you know, you mm-hmm. know that there's <laughs> many stunning, gorgeous people, but um, you know, like yeah. So I'm just curious about like as much as people can make a comment, and be like, "Oh, your your breasts," which I have had even in the theater community. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I remember the first time I went topless in, in a in a in a play. workshop in a workshop oh. that was about crossing boundaries of the body, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it was for um, performance art with mm-hmm. this amazing. Uh, artist Violeta Luna but one of the participants like I said I'm like I one of the things that like I loved is that that I was able to find my nudity as a form of power inside of the of the work that we were exploring he's like yeah because you have really big boobs he said Mm. that to me and I was like wow you just took my power away because you didn't even see the fact that what that meant for me and Mm. in me saying it now you're sexualizing my body Mm -hmm and mm. in, 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 in that which is completely unacceptable unprofessional and just harmful but mm. like you know and this is another actor who was also a performance artist who also used nudity mm. you know and it, uh, I, I was yeah so I'm just curious about also like not only the negative comment mm-hmm. um but I'm curious about the positive comment like someone saying oh I just like really like your body's looking like this, or your body's looking like that, and they're mm. trying to compliment you. But I'm like, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, you go first. Um, <laughs> it happened to me j- just yesterday. Um, I was I'm also a makeup artist, a pro makeup artist, and I was doing this um this lady's makeup, and she was talking about how her daughters were like too skinny. I'm like, no, they look beautiful. No, they're just they're too skinny. I don't like them when they're too skinny. I'm like, well, do you want them to be like you know a little chubbier and she's like no no i want them to be like you like like you're a little more more uh, um fuller you're you're fuller i like i like when they look like you Mm. i'm like i mean i don't know if if that's a compliment i don't know like i should feel any better like i mean obviously we shouldn't be we shouldn't feel like we're walking on broken eggshells but still we should have like a filter you know on what we say because you don't really know what other people's going through or how they see their own bodies. Like for me, my weight has been a problem for my whole life. It's been a huge problem. Um, To this day, it Mm -hmm. is a problem. And I feel like it's gonna be for the rest of my life, it's gonna be a problem. So for someone to say like, oh, that I'm fuller, you know, when I'm trying so hard, like I wake up, I exercise, I eat healthy, you know, maybe it was a compliment. To her but to it me it's not to you yeah and then the other side of the coin when people say like oh you're so pretty like i i'm a terrible compliment taker receiver, receiver. Yeah. um because i mean i know that i'm not ugly but i don't see myself like other people see me i guess mm-hmm. and the only person that i care about what he thinks is the, my my boyfriend like yeah it, like you said, like he reassures me and tells me like that he loves me and that I'm beautiful and whatever. But then like with other people, I don't know why I don't, I don't see what they see. So it's it's really hard for me to, to receive compliments and like to take them in. We try to work on that in yeah. class actually, yeah. but it's just so hard, Yeah, you know, because beauty is subjective. It is. So, for the lady yesterday, she was probably giving me, like, a huge compliment. For me, it was like, oh, my gosh, I need to lose, like, 10 pounds then, you know? Yeah. Like, that was, my instinct was to think, look, I need to lose weight.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. And mm-hmm. let me just say, I've told, you know, I've, I've told this woman a thousand times. I mean, fuck. No, please no, no. don't say no, it. No, I will, I will, I have no. to, I have to. If the audience needs this. She's stunning. Yeah.
2: I like, can't. you
0: are so beautiful, Maria. Like, I, I we talked about this in another episode. I once was saying that to a director. He's like, "You're a lesbian," because I was complimenting oh, her wow. too much. Yeah, it's he's, like, he's, what's wrong with being a woman who is secure in her femininity to say that another woman is beautiful? Maria, you're stunning. I know you don't see it that way, but the world does see it. You are an extremely beautiful woman. But the issue here is, you have to love yourself. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's like my next, like my segue to your question. Um, how do I feel about compliments? Listen, at this point in my life, I don't believe shit from anybody. I am so angry. I am so bitter that at this point, if any man or woman tells me you're what woman no, because I know they're coming from a good place. If any man tells me I'm beautiful, I'll be like, sure, honey. Yeah. What do you want from me? Do you want money? you know, like, I don't trust anybody at this point, but right. But that being said, I have come to terms with certain aspects of my life, which includes physically my face i don't care anymore maybe because i'm 41 Pfft, i don't care it's like i used to don't I, I used to not like it i was like oh my cheeks are too big my nose is strange blah 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 i don't care anymore i don't and i wouldn't want to change anything about my face nothing okay now my body um i used i was also anorexic i was bulimic um that's why i left ballet just mm, because i was bullied shame. so much you were bullied as oh, well yeah, I was oh. a um and then, um, everyone in my family is very skinny, like my mom's skinny, my cousin's skinny. Um, I am like the big one in the family. Uh, many years, I was traumatized by that. Um, and then suddenly, something happened last year. therapy. Uh, aside A shot. from therapy, <laughs> shots. <laughs> uh something happened aside from therapy, where I just realized that the only love I needed was myself. Mm-hmm. I no longer wanted the validation from my parents or from my partners. I just needed my validation, or my love. And at that point, I just looked at myself in the mirror. I've had two kids, you know. I have a C-section scar and everything, you know. And and the mom belly, you know, of all of the times that you your body stretches to fit a human being. Um, and then I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, this is it. This is who I am. Like I don't I don't care anymore. Um, I also have, uh, like in my legs, I have those veins. Yeah. That I've had since the varicose. I've had them since I was born. Like it's genetic. I have them forever. But then since I had babies, they just got, they got bigger. Right. I used to hate them. And now I don't, they're like a roadmap to my life. You know, like I look at them. Yeah. I look at them. I'm like, it's a roadmap. That's where I've been. That's where I'm, you know, that's my history. That's everything I've done. So I don't care anymore. And I've noticed that also the partners that I've had, they don't even give a fuck. Like they don't notice things that we complain about.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, like they really don't. Um, which begs the question: is, is it then why is it that we're so hard on ourselves when the people that are supposed to love us, they're they don't have a problem with any of this, right? Anyway, so how do I feel about the compliments? The ones that I believe, the ones that I choose to believe, I. I just say, thank you. Mm. I don't feel good about it in the sense that I, I won't feel like I'm special or better than anyone else, mm-hmm. but I will definitely take it in yeah, and be like, thank you for for appreciating or validating my life. Not me, as the woman, but my life, my existence, right? And I will take it. That's it. Mm-hmm. But I won't be glowing as in like, oh, I'm pretty. I am sexy. No, no, no. I'll just say thank you. And I only say thank you. I used to say, thank you. I took a shower today. Thank you. I'm wearing heels. Like, thank yeah, you. Like, like
2: trying to explain yourself like, exactly. why you look good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, or
0: try to justify how, why I look like this. No. Now I just say, thank you.
2: Yeah. The ones that are hard for me um, is
0: the. Oh my God. You look so good. You've lost weight or something. Uh-huh. Oh, Working out Yes. Yeah. Those are hard for me too. Because of the losing the weight yeah, 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 yeah
2: and i'm just like yeah and i'm just like fuck, like sorry am i supposed to, can I, no,
0: um
2: i'm like fuck you yeah. <laughs> like i don't know that i'm gonna take that as a compliment because i wasn't feeling bad when if if i had the extra weight or the extra juice you know what i mean mm-hmm. like whatever it's you know and i'm it's just very hard i i don't mind yeah like from some mm. people getting compliments it is i actually to be honest it's still hard for me mm. um to get a compliment to say thank you i'm just like cool oh, things like you know I a get cringe. Like, a I, yeah unless it's like a partner and it's like yeah bitch, i am beautiful so you know <laughs>
0: yes queen it makes
2: it sexy oh, yeah. um but i'm also someone who says you know you're beautiful i like to tell people yes. that they're beautiful yeah. um and it's not not necessarily always like a physical thing for mm-hmm. me it's actually their spirit and their soul that's where i wanted
1: to get like for me i i feel like i don't usually compliment someone's appearance but i compliment their are like i was about yeah. to like go there yeah because i love your energy like it just it gives me so much it it gives me so much peace like it's it it's you know there's so much wisdom in your words and and the tone of your voice is very soothing and i I feel like safe so i usually compliment like people's energy yeah i compliment their energy because i feel like we're we're so much more than how we look yeah you know and and sometimes I, I i complain about something about my body and then good old tiktok like shows me like this like videos of, of people who don't have both arms and how they live happily and how they manage to do everything with just their legs how they prepare a sandwich with their legs and eat it with their with their feet mm-hmm. and i'm like we like tomorrow i can be in a in car accident and like yeah. this goes away this goes away like what's left is your spirit your soul your energy mm-hmm. you know so i feel like i i i like to com- i when i compliment i gravitate towards you know someone's soul and their energy and their aura mm-hmm. and how they make me feel when
0: i'm around
2: them yeah
0: well it's the same i don't know what happens to you girls but for me is when i see you or i see my friends i don't see if they've gained or lost weight like yeah. I see the light. I like I see your your color, your energy. I go like I'm so happy to see you. I will rarely go. You've lost weight, or you've gained. Like I don't see it. Yeah. They have to say like Hey, did you notice I lost weight? I'm like, Oh yeah, you're right, you lost weight. Mm-hmm. But I see. It's almost like I see the essence of the person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So in my brain, I'm like, if I if I see the essence of that person. Then, when they see the same with me, like mm-hmm. why am I worrying about me if I don't see it in on them? Mm-hmm. you know it's strange, yeah how how we do that uh because i don't I don't see it,
2: yeah, yeah no like i I agree like i I also see like their energy mm-hmm. and their light, and someone's like someone's lightness and, and what they exude when they're going through something, really, you can feel it, yeah. right? I mean, if someone's in there, like, they've been working out and they're like, I really want to lose weight or whatever, and they're actually, like, vocalizing them, but, and I'll like, acknowledge it,
0: yeah. you know, you like, oh, good. yeah, yeah, but you that's good. different. Like, oh,
2: I can see that it's, your, your body's changing from the work that you're doing.
0: But you it's know? different. Because yeah. it's not a compliment based on their physical appearance yeah. only. It's a compliment about their strength, their, effort, their this, their, their, their discipline, efforts, yeah. their resilience, and their happiness. Yeah. Dude, I'm all for that. Yeah. yeah. It's not just you look good now. Yeah. No, it's yes, you are an amazing person for fighting for what you want. Mm-hmm. It's a different compliment, right? It's wow, different. I'm not stealing that. Take it away, Beba. You know, Maria said something about beauty and subjectivity. I don't know. There's a play. I don't know if you saw it in, in Toronto, but there was a play that was uh in in Canada. I saw it in Vancouver. It was an African play. It's a musical. Mm. Uh Umoja. Umoja. Oh my god, how did I remember? <laughs> I don't know. Spirit is guiding <laughs> me. Woo! Woo! It's called Umoja. Okay. I was uh, it's it's a beautiful musical. It's with African actors and everything. It changed my life. Like I was front row, I remember and these beautiful women, dark, dark skin, and they they probably weighed over 200 pounds, but they moved mm. in such a way mm. that I just said, that's what a woman is supposed to look like. I just remember that I was very young, I was 26 at the time, or 25, and I had struggled with my weight Forever, And I, hate, I hated myself, everything, my face, my hair. My, I hated everything about my, my life. And then I saw these women that I had never seen in my life. Just the energy, the way they connected, the way they moved on stage, the way the men looked at them. Mm. Not the audience men, mm. but the men who were performing with them. And I thought to myself, this is a different sort of femininity mm. that we in the West are not exposed to. Here we are in this rat race trying to get thinner and blonde and white and you know, and then there's this other world of women who are beautiful. I mean, beautiful. I can't explain. I just saw, and I was front row, that's why I'm doing the <laughs> I'm looking at these women going, they are stunning. Mm-hmm. Why are they not in magazines? Why are they not in movies? Why are they not in catwalks? It changed me forever. Mm-hmm. Because it means that, first of all, that we're not being exposed yeah, to the, the rest of the world. lacking 100%, Absolutely. Yes, 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 absolutely. 100%. And it's also what you said earlier, how you as a, as a colored person thought about your, how much you could push yourself before somebody would say, ah, she's a crazy Latina or she's a problematic Latina. How yeah. you checked yourself, which is something um, Michel Foucault, the French philosopher, said that it's it's very important that we we control ourselves we police ourselves before yes. back in pre-capitalist t- times the sovereign whoever was the king or whatever they would punish you for being a witch or for being whatever they would punish you in the middle of a of a park right they would hang you they would cut you they would do whatever just to punish you as an example yeah. and everybody would be like oh we can't do that because we will we would get killed right okay now fast forward to modern times when capitalism starts to creep in right we start policing ourselves oh yeah there's a rationale of this is right mm-hmm. this is wrong this yeah. is a good citizen this is a not good citizen yeah. and for colored people is the struggle of being less colored and more white right yeah. uh, you know playing the rules of the white people cuz they have rules legally i mean the entire legal system is based on colonialism that's why indigenous people can't find for their lands because their lands come from the narrative the storytelling the singing the, the songs that they're not admissible in court. Mm -hmm. So whoever's going to own the land, whoever wrote, this is my land, and signed it and with a document. Yeah. We're destined to lose this game. You realize Mm -hmm. that, Anyway, so...
2: It's designed for us to... To fail. To fail. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I like what you're saying about the witch hunt because we we do live in a modern-day witch hunt. Of course we do. Of course we do. Like, where women um racialized folks Mm -hmm. um are all um this happens every time (laughs) in the show (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah just like (laughs) just just Mm -hmm. um yeah just women racialized women um are just put in a position of it's no longer it's it's gaslighting us to believe yes. that it's our problem.
0: Our perception of the world is wrong.
2: Yeah,
0: that's a that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, but here's the thing, Irma. Why is it why I know the answer, but I want to hear your answer. Why is it that they want to control us, not just through narrative, but through our bodies? With yeah. but because of witch hunt-that's what it is. Yes, it's a it's a way of controlling. Silvia Federici wrote a book about it. In her way, she's a Marxist, so so she's uh, uh She wrote specifically about the economy and, and all that stuff and the order, but what are your thoughts on that? Like, well,
2: we we're Mother Earth, mm-hmm. like Mother Earth is here, mm-hmm. like us mm-hmm. here. We're bearers of life. We are nurturers. We are caregivers. We are brilliant people. Like
0: women are pretty women special. are
2: so special, and you know what, two spirit people are magical as well
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: um and 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 in before colonization pre-colonization the the weight of community was in the hands of indigenous women yes of the matriarchs Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the matriarchs were the ones who were ruling the matriarchs were the ones who were guiding yes protecting shaping the land and shaping um yeah, shaping community and families, and yes. so um, the the moment women have a say, it 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 definitely threatens patriarchy. That's it. And patriarchy is what keeps the world. I don't care. I don't care what people think, but patriarchy is what's keeping the world in the state of imbalance. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they've co-opted us to think that it has nothing to do with that. The same with they've co-opted us to think that, for example, having children is our natural path. You know, the whole witch hunt is this idea that rebellious women, because women are rebellious by nature. Mm -hmm. We are, you know, we we shake things up when we know something's wrong. The whole witch hunt is to make sure that we don't go out of line. Yeah. That there's fear and, and that we police ourselves to be the correct or we perform the correct type of femininity yeah. rather than be disruptive. Right. Yeah. And so what happens is we all do that in our, you know, even, even I consider myself a very rebellious person, but even I police myself, you know, what, what can I say? What, how can I dress things like that? Right. So it affects a lot of people. Now the thing is if women, and we've said that in before in, in this podcast, if women would come together to realize that this toxic masculinity this toxic patriarchy that not only affects women but it also affects men mm-hmm. it does is affecting the world if we if we would stop policing ourselves and just unite and with men with our allied men the world would be different not only women are have a higher percentage in the population we're over 50% we are also the ones who have alternative options to sustainable living
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: we just need to get our shit together and i don't once again before men start hating on us <laughs> this is not a podcast hating men and today <laughs> it's not a podcast hating white people get it together yeah it's yeah, not that
2: yeah like check your white fragility like yes, yes check, yes, your, check white your white fragility yes, yeah, and your male yeah, fragility yeah, yeah and right? your male fragility like um it's you know, and just to be clear, white supremacy. We're all complicit to that. All of us, um, yeah. including of us. racialized people, mm-hmm. and that's something that we we have to consistently navigate and under- understand what it means. Yes, and um, and it's our responsibility mm-hmm. to change that narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To it's our responsibility to look inside of ourselves and how we contribute to these in balanced ways of functioning in the world, yeah. which include patriarchal narratives, mm-hmm. toxic masculinity, white supremacy that is embedded in all of us because mm-hmm. we are all subjects and objects and the we are like the birth of colonization, sadly. And we've been stripped from you know yeah. our ancestral journeys mm-hmm. and our ancestral people and our culture and, and our, our land. land. Yes. So yeah, we, it's it's our job to constantly be navigating, deconstructing and unpacking mm-hmm. within ourselves in order to be able to function properly in the in the healing of of the world. Yeah. And it and and it's not about us healing the world so we can see and benefit mm-hmm. from the change because it takes generations to heal the world, mm-hmm. to heal humanity, yeah. you know? Yeah. This episode can be like a checkpoint for our listeners to say
1: like, you know, let's Check my my, my white fragility, my masculinity, fragile masculinity, and everything because yeah. it's always good to to do a checkup. You know, like where do I stand in this fight? Like, am I an ally? Am I an, you know, yeah. Like if you're mm-hmm. not an ally, yeah. And if you're like in the middle, then you're not an ally. You know, like it's it's
2: either yes. it's one or the
1: other. Yes, you know. Yes. Um, and like you said, it's important to to get together with like all the women and our men allies and our queer allies as well. Yes. You know, because, and so I don't know if you've seen on social media right now, like the trans fight that's been going on. Um, it's, it's really problematic and Mm -hmm. it's, it's really, it worries me because if the, the same trans and and LGBTQ community are against each other, then like what's left for us, Mm -hmm. you know, like we need to actually, you know, get our shit together like like Kirma said and and do something and you know heal. Yeah. It's not about I don't feel like it's it's a fight anymore. It's healing. We need to heal generations of wounds, of yeah. pain, of war. Yeah. So that's all I gotta say. Yeah.
0: Well, but the thing is that's what happens with neoliberalism. It mm-hmm. pins all of us against each other for because there's a hierarchy. Yeah. Who's at the top? The privileged white men right? Who's at the bottom? The indigenous, trans, or queer communities, right? Yeah. And so what happens in, in this hierarchy is that we're all stuck at the bottom, and we all want to climb up. And so you don't want to help that person that's below you in the hierarchy, because you're like, no, I want to whiten myself. I want to better myself. So you don't want to go below, mm-hmm. you know? And so all these fights or, or all these um, lack of unions comes; they come from that, from our own policing on wanting to be a better citizen, according mm-hmm. to the colonial legacy on who is a good citizen. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's not. And now with the with the queer community, I can't speak because I'm not part of like a, a, I'm, I'm not embedded in that community. I, I'm an ally, but I, I don't have the uh, the the voice to to make a blanket statement. But what I can say from the neoliberal experience of being a colored woman is that there is so much fight to say this is our subjectivity identity and you want to hold that flag and then anybody that is not that it's a different category mm-hmm. see when instead what we should be doing is all of the different categories should unite mm-hmm. regardless of where we are in this hierarchy we should unite mm-hmm. but right now it's all about inclusion but it's a form of inclusion almost like the toxic positivity but mm-hmm. if you have a toxic positivity it's this idea that you're like oh mother earth and nature and blah blah, blah. but then when you are not talking your actions say otherwise yeah. you're hitting people mm-hmm. yeah. you're cutting down trees mm-hmm. you're right yeah. you know so so we can't do that either yeah. that's not inclusion that is a poser yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's fake
2: yeah and it's like i call that like i think i read it somewhere but like the moment you stay silent you're choosing the side side of the oppressor Of course you mm-hmm. are
0: yeah. you ha- there's some it's very clear mm-hmm. what you need to do you either fight you're on the right side of history, right? Or if you stay silent, you're complicit. Yeah, you're complicit. That's yeah. what it is. And for the audience that get the, get riled up, you know, saying "Beyond Filter" and hates men and white people now, <laughs> um, <laughs> let me just say this: This is like an explanation. Do it. Think of it this way: What we're criticizing are the ideas that have been taken, or the knowledge that has been used as rationale to create structures of oppression. Whether you're white or black, it doesn't matter. If you adopt those practices, you are an oppressor, regardless of the color of your skin. So instead of saying, I hate black people, I hate white people, think I hate the idea of oppression, regardless of who applies that idea or who practices any sort of action based on an idea. That's how you should see it. It's not that we're hating on people. Some people choose to oppress others or, or to use this rationale to marginalize communities, which is a problem, but we are not against the people. Yeah, We are against the systematic movement of knowledge that is adopted by certain people that gives the legitimate action to oppress. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. So we're not hating men, women, or people of color or white people.
2: No, I mean, I think that the the bottom line is that we're all complicit and we all have a responsibility. Of course we are. Yeah, of course we're we are. all complicit, and mm-hmm. um, and it is our responsibility. Like, and I stand by that a hundred percent. Is our responsibility to challenge um, white supremacy yeah. and toxic masculinity, um, transphobia. Um, It is our responsibility to stand as allies, and standing as allies doesn't mean to be like, oh, do you see? Like you see, like they're just so unstable that they're no. It's like standing by, holding space for what a community needs in order to shift and Mm heal, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Like you, our job as allies is to hold space, not to take up space. It's to hold space, space. Mm -hmm. and um, that's very important to me. I'm very passionate about that. Mm-hmm. i <laughs> second know? that i second mm-hmm, that
0: yeah ah uh, this chat has thank you filled my heart yes.
1: it's been amazing yes, thank you thank it's you. so oh, it's
0: good. good um i don't understand people that think that women can't communicate cannot love each other i'm um, like <laughs> yeah. these are these are my sisters like what on earth um irma Thank you,
1: thank you so much. No, thank you. You should come more often. I love to take a flight and come to the altar whenever. I just (laughs) want to say
2: that it's an honor. Um, I'm as a Salvadorian in the diaspora, and creating choreographic work that is based on Salvadorian narratives, lived experiences, and identity. I like I'm so passionate about Salvadorian people with all of our fractures and things that we need to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm so honored to be here sitting with you both mm-hmm. to see the work that you're doing, the to hear your like your politics and your discussions, I feel so fucking proud. And I'm so honored to have sat this evening with you. Like, thank you so much.
0: Thank you. It feels really nice.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Beyond Filter. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck.
0: Fuck. (laughs) Thank you, and this is your home. Beyond Filter is your home. And we need more Salvadoran voices like yours Mm -hmm. of strong, empowered women who have found their voices through the struggle. Mm-hmm. not through the fake positivity mm-hmm. and it's just great to have you here so this is your home anytime you're back in el salvador you can come find oh, us
2: thank yeah. you
0: thank you uh if you want to follow irma tell us your ig so they can follow you
2: yes uh, my ig is south of your feet um yeah south of your feet
0: south of your feet yeah maria your ig
2: you can
1: find me on both instagram and tiktok as MF mfbruson
0: and you can find me on Instagram and TikTok as Vanessa Tomasino, one N, ones It's great to see you guys, episode 21, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.